We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app miss something from the todd feinberg show listen to the podcast on wtic.com slash podcast Good afternoon to you. 860-522-9842. Oh, we got a fun day going on here. And we got some good guests coming up. Red Jankies here today. Is today Tuesday? Yes, it is. Ben Proto will be here, not because it's Tuesday, but because uh, because uh, Kamala Harris is coming to town. Kamala is coming to town. And Tom Scott will be here because it is Tuesday. That's why I said that. Mike, what's up? Well, rainy, rainy Tuesday, but we're nice inside, nice and warm. You know what? Anybody that votes for these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll use the term whack jobs, Democrats. They're aiding and abetting a crime syndicate. Well, and, that is our political system, yes. There is a lot of that kind of behavior they're, going on. They're, 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 they're setting, setting up our country for foreign adversaries. They're enabling foreign countries to, to come in here. Not necessarily like domestic or uh, uh, conventional terrorists. In a way, they are terrorists because well, they're destroying our country from, from inside. Yeah, People well, you know, all those arguments are viable arguments, but that's the nature of politics. And okay, now, that's, that's kind of our fault because we haven't, we haven't required that our elected officials stay true to our political system. Here's the thing, okay? I'll, I'll make it a, a comparison between what's going on with Alex Jones. Quickly. The trial and people that vote for Democrats. There are people out there stupid enough to believe these people what they're told. Johanna Hayes, Kamala Harris, she's going to be in the state tomorrow. Is she going to talk about pretty little yellow school buses, like a trip to Disneyland? No, I think she's going to talk about heat or eat. 860-522-9842. Traffic time. We're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center where Mr. Mark Christopher is is watching the traffic and he's reporting right now. Hey, Mark. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yep. Yeah, well, that's the question. Heat or eat, which you want to do? Heat or eat? Wait a sec. Where do you go? Where is that Blumenthal when you need him? Okay, heat, it's true. You never need him. Heat or eat should not be your choice. By the way, 
you know, the, the, any idea that there's something elevated, Democrats, liberal voters have this sense of themselves, of being elevated above the, the hoi polloi. They, they, they get to orbit at a higher altitude where everything is superior. And they are beyond the hard scrabble politics, the dirtiness that those awful Republicans have. But, you know, there's nothing cheaper than this. Eat or eat should not be your choice. There's nothing more insidious than that kind of trivialization of politics to trick voters into thinking there is such a thing as free stuff. To make us think that it is possible that things grow on trees, that money grows on trees. John in Weathersfield, hi. Yes, um, I'd just like to say, every day in the winter, I have to go without heat so that I can eat. And I've been doing this for about 20 years, I've had to do this. What, you don't, I every day you, you go... I never you... senator, and I didn't have to do that. Sorry, what was the last part? I didn't, I never knew all I had to do was call my senator, and I wouldn't have to go without, go out in the cold so that I can eat at night. Well, you never heard oh, of heat. I'm a construction worker, so therefore I'm outside making money. Should have told you that part. So what's the, uh, you don't use any heat or you're saying you leave it down low? I'm being facetious. Oh, okay. I'm a construction worker. I'm outside in the... Uh, That's where you go without heat. So you earn so your living without home, heat. So I can go home to my family gotcha. in a nice warm house. But okay. every day I go without heat. I'm sorry, I was a little... There's some cold winter days. You know, I feel sorry for you when I drive by. When I drive by and I've got the heat jacked up all the way in the car, I feel bad. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'm probably the one giving you a finger as you're doing that. <laughs> oh, I'm not splashing you or anything. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's... It, it, yeah, sometimes you have to go without. I mean, it's, it's stupid. It's, oh, yeah, it rhymes, so therefore it must be a good uh, policy, you know? Yeah, he probably has a bunch of staff who all brainstormed that phrase for us. Yeah. John, thank you for the call, and thanks for the hard thank work you. you do. Appreciate hearing from you. Hi, who's this? You're on the air. Hello, hello. Hi, I'd like to talk to Todd. You are talking to Todd. You're on the air right now. Who's this? This is Rob. Hello, Rob. This statement by Blumenthal just goes to show how out of touch with reality these people are. They took $9,000 out of somebody's pocket that's making $50,000 a year. That's the decision they're making every day mm -hmm. since you clowns took over. So taxes or heat should be the, should be the slogan. Something better than that. Taxes or heat, it doesn't rhyme. we got to make it rhyme. But I like the idea of people deciding not to pay their taxes. This is really good, Rob, instead of deciding not to pay the heat. When the, when the state tax guy comes looking for the money, you say, hey, it was taxes or eat. I decided to eat. It was taxes or heat. I decided to heat. That's it. Looks like a couple of your programs are going to have to come to an end now for you to make ends meet. Ah, there you go, too. Smell my home cooking. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Rick's calling from Cheshire. Hi, Rick. Todd, how are you? What's up? What's up? So I heard you mention earlier, I think a caller called about DeSantis, and he was asking about DeSantis was asking for federal money, and you said, well, he's a politician. That's what he does. Yep. 
well, you you would say that there's a difference between, let's say, a Richard Blumenthal and a DeSantis, right? Like as far as politically. Yes, I don't think that uh, that DeSantis would do that if the scheme weren't already in place. But if you are a competitive person and you want to win elections, one of the most viable opportunities is to do what the Republicans in the state of Connecticut are doing right now, which is trying to out communist the communists. Yeah. Who, in your opinion, in your lifetime, or maybe you've read about as a politician, has had power for a substantial amount of time and done the responsible thing with it? Is there a particular, and it's a legitimate question, is there a particular politician in American history that you revere that was better than most? Well, there's certainly there have been people who are better than most, but, you know, like a Democrat 30 years ago, it was a whole different breed. So there's been so much evolution over time. Ronald Reagan, I think, meant well, but I don't, I don't believe that he understood just how insidious the forces were. The, the, the thing that's clear to me is that, that I said this earlier, you give them one drop, someday that one drop will be a gusher that drowns everybody. And that's true of any, any faucet you decide to build that allows the plunderers to plunder. You don't want to empower them. You want to have small government. You, you notice in government nobody ever says we've got to keep government small or few people. But to well, answer your question, and then I'll let you talk, um, there's one guy I know who's consistently conservative, and, and this is not on the national stage or, or statewide office, but it's an important thing, and that's Rob Sampson, the state senator from Wolcott, who is a Republican who won't go along with the Republicans when they're selling us out, trying to out-Democrat the Democrats, which the other Republicans are doing right now in the state. Did yeah, you follow well, all that? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and good. Reagan was 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 my choice. In as and I do what I understand what you're saying on the grand scheme, as far as big government. Um, when you're in there for so long, it's infectious and it's and the bureaucracy of it and, and the game that you have to play to get along um, is is one of the big problems. But but it's certainly we have communists within our government. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that just by the words that come out of their mouth and how, what policies they support. And we have Republican conservatives that I, I don't think speak loudly enough to the fact that there are we are competing against communists. Yes, but if there's nobody. First of all, on the on the communist side, the Democrats you talked about. They're not necessarily even conscious of that. They're saying things that are communist. That's they're true. just they're just, say, they're just saying what they know is their business model. That is, we transfer tax dollars to our key constituencies so they stay loyal to us. And that's a after you've figured out you can hack the the uh, a voting system that way. Well, you're in charge of it. You get to win all the elections you want, as long as you're willing to yeah. cheat and destroy the country. Then the sky's the limit. Agreed. Do you think that now, uh, shifting a point, do you, do you see how elections are won and, and conducted in France with paper ballots? You, you know that, correct? Yes. And do you think there's any way that we would possibly ever get to the point that we can convince people that electronic voting in this country is easily, well, maybe not easily, but certainly vulnerable? Obviously, there's cyber attacks every single day you hear about it. So the more technology comes out, there's people that are able to infiltrate those those securities. 
if we had paper ballots, wouldn't you think that that would make it a little bit more, I think a lot more secure? Well, it depends on the nature of the the paper ballot. The paper ballot should be integrated with the machine, right? Do do you object to the card system where you fill out a paper ballot and that thing, you slip that into an input on the machine and it records the vote and the piece of the document gets stored so that if there's a problem with the machine or if anybody wants to challenge it, you can sit there and count the votes and it's all crystal clear. I, I agree that that the physical paper ballot, and I understand that if we can't physically count those, I think that we can because I believe that's how they do it mm-hmm. in France. And there very rarely is ever any kind of um, call for a recount in, in those elections. I just think that we're at a point here that the left is going so far left and we're in the and the country is so divided over this issue that if we let it continue to, to go the way that it's going, that we'll never, ever believe in our election system. Well, I don't think and we'll we ever believe Democrat. in our election system unless we believe in our elect- election system first. You know, I don't think we can make a system we'll believe in. We can make ourselves believe in the system by electing people who will honor it. The, but to, to talk about the system itself for a moment again, the, the key is who has custody of the ballots. We have right. to have a system where custody of the ballots isn't in the hands of the most aggressive and ruthless political operatives to do with what they choose. And, and then it it's magically shows up in the mail or in a Dropbox or whatever. That that system is what puts us at risk, I think. I, it's not machines or, I mean, obviously you want to do smart machines and you don't want to have machines that are sitting there all year online where anybody can break in and tamper with them. But I, I, I don't suspect that's the case. And as long as all the machines are doing is counting paper ballots and giving you totals, then those are fully auditable. And I'm not sure what the problem is. Wasn't it? pretty much common knowledge that let's say the city of philadelphia was corrupt and stole elections for decades what i mean it was kind of like in in the political world didn't they just kind of kind of think that that that, that's everyone kind of agreed what period of time are you talking about i would say within the last 50 years oh yeah well the last 50 years that we were still in the um, machine era of sure of boss politics in the cities and that was about cheating democrats have always right. cheated in the cities it's always not a new cheated. thing and everybody you know it's kind of like in, the, in chicago detroit philly we kind of knew it was just like but you see how like it's just kind of like the left you give them that little bit and they're like okay for a little you know and then they just march along until now now they if you if you even say that you even think that there was possible election fraud that you are now obviously you know anti-democracy well that's because trump went and made his own brand of what election fraud was which the democrats went along with and and that was exciting for them to have him be deciding what it meant when you said election fraud i've been i've been talking about election fraud for uh i don't know 15 years or so because once i realized that this is how city politics operate that they that they take paper ballots and they doctor those paper ballots and then they get people to sign them after the fact that that was done that was done on mass in in urban areas yeah and they and they have understand how americans 
Well, they've always bragged about it, and the media. Oh, the, <laughs> the root of it all is Rick that that they control the media. So, you know, there are these huge fights between the Democrats in Bridgeport about who stole the election, which Democrat is suing the other Democrat for stealing the election by voter fraud, and and you know that Amongst just does. Yeah. Of course. And it but it gets reported yeah. locally. But, you know, nobody in the state talks about that. There's a problem with uh, voter fraud. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that, that's well, it. Yeah. Well, it's 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 where we are. And it's it's uh, it's why we're not going to win 80 seats. We're only going to win, you know, 50. That's the reason. Well, that's one it's reason. That it, it's also because we run a we, we also won a bunch two years ago that we wouldn't normally we won, win. We won 20. Yeah, we won 20 or 22, I think. Yeah. And we won, we won every Bellwether state and all, all of that. But I and, think it's less about, I think it's less about that there's anything different. I don't think there's anything different going on with ballots right now. I think what's, except a natural progression where every cycle it gets worse, the Democrats have it rigged further. But the problem... The problem is that the information flow is rigged. That's that's the bigger problem. So people I think, you know, like that the Trump is they they keep getting Trump front and center so that uh they can move on to other things, you know, and and have us convinced that he's the problem. Rick, thank you for the call. Good conversation. Stephen Newington, hi. Yes, hi. Um yeah, just I'm just kind of uh tuning into your program, but as far as the electronic voting, I I definitely am convinced that there was uh, voter fraud in 2020 and that it's prone in the future. And um, what I wanted to mention is, I don't know if you're aware, but back in early 2021, Mike Lindell uh, funded and organized a symposium uh, that kind of displayed some of this uh, fraudulent stuff and some uh, mathematical and IT analysis of the results of the election. are you familiar with that symposium at all? I I didn't study on it. I knew he did it, but I I don't it, I didn't do any I'd heavy reading on it. What a, can you tell us I'd about? I have to email a link to it. It was really fascinating. Um, he had a couple of uh, government employees actually who took it on themselves when the election occurred to download every second or whatever the frequency was, but they downloaded all the data. They had some access to the data around elections, and I don't remember the details, but they were government workers, and they laid out this dynamic, uh, it's a presentation that's available online, but it was a dynamic presentation to show the flow of votes, and the the biggest thing that came out of it was there was a a lot of IT signals, for lack of a better word. Of jury rigging and, and stuff. Steve, if you can hold on, uh, we can talk more after news. And uh, definitely, if you can't, definitely send me that email, Todd at ToddTalk.com. Time for a traffic update from Mark Christopher in the DPS Lawyers Traffic Center. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Mike Lindell. Steve is telling us about his recap of the vote counting from the last election cycle. So what was the gist of what he discovered? Yeah, so um, the two things that came out of it, and it's been a year since I viewed it, so I'm a little foggy, but one of them was these government employees I mentioned. I don't know which department. They basically they recorded in live time for the 24 hours or 48 hours of election night uh, the IP addresses of all the data that came into the uh, the electronic voting machines across mm-hmm. the country. And through those IP addresses, they were able to trace the origin of the data that was coming over. And okay. they were comparing like Biden votes versus Trump votes. And it was fascinating but shocking how much of this data was coming from places overseas, a majority of it from China. And they were able to map in time. And a lot of this happened overnight where you had these huge surges of votes for Biden that were coming from overseas. Germany was another location, but China was huge. It it basically looked like an airline route map, basically. And what became of that study? Uh, You know, I don't know. Mike Lindell kind of funded that. And he had a a live stream that uh, that I had watched. And now it's on video. And I. I know we had a couple of symposiums after that. Um, yes, but but doesn't it. it strike you that if that kind of evidence that was unrefutable was gathered of something strange going on with elections, that you would go to a Republican district attorney or attorney general or what have right. you, and they, and they would be all over it? I would think so. I mean, if you see the data, you just can't believe it. It, stri- it also strikes me that you wouldn't spend your money to put on the big TV show. You would actually take the data and, and have somebody in the pipeline who was waiting for it, and you would sell well, them the symposium, on it. the symposium where he presented this, it wasn't actually on TV per se. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually had people from across the country, and a lot of them were local people from every state in like local and state government that had a vested interest in the election integrity. And they all convened. It was almost like a convention, if you will, to review. And he presented this to them. um, And there were some other uh, mini sessions going on that weekend for them to kind of take this and take action in their states and try to get this movement about improving election integrity. That was the the reason for it. See, this is what this is what makes me suspicious about about the whole Trump claim to that that our elections aren't trustworthy is that he never pursued in his four years in office he didn't pursue this stuff and and after the election I didn't see any um, any serious presentation and and organizational attempt to get to the bottom of it Steve thank you for the call send me the email please Todd at toddtalk.com We'll get a traffic update, then talk some more. In the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, it's Mark Christopher, of course. The late and the great. No, the on time and the early. (laughs) Excellent. 
I thought I had passed or something. I was like, the late. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was touching myself. I'm still alive. It's the only thing that rhymes. <laughs> That's right. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good afternoon, WTIC. We were just talking about Mike Lindell, and uh, Joe and Milford wants to get in on that conversation. Hey, Joe. Hey, Todd. How are you? Thank yeah, you for what you can add to this. Yeah, so what, I mean, people do know about it, and the government definitely knew about the symposium, because that's why uh, the FBI uh, took his phone, uh, Mike Lindell. <clears throat> when he had his first symposium, he had uh, a woman by the name of Tina Peters. She was the county clerk. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, but hang on a sec. Maybe you can. Maybe we can move it along a little quicker. If I sure. were in possession of shocking information that would prove or tend to get people excited about the idea that I might have proof of how the Democrats had electronically rigged the election. Yeah, but yeah, but the government doesn't want people to know that. They okay, so that. I'm the Republican Party, one of the no. two parties that controls the national government and most of the country. There was so much fraud, and they, Tina Peters... Hold on uh, a sec, Joe. If I were in possession of that kind of information, I would uh, say buy a couple of hours on primetime TV so I could make a presentation. Why? Well, that's why she, that's why she went to the symposium. Lindell didn't even... She, she wasn't even scheduled to show the evidence that she had what what she had was they were there were fake votes which the dominion machines uh registered into the uh okay so what happened to all this software right and they said dominion said uh to to tina peters who was the county clerk she was in charge of the elections they said we had to come in and do we have to do an update okay and what they did was she knew what they were going to do they cleared the fake votes out of the system, but Tina Peters made a copy of it and took it to Mike Lindell's symposium and exposed it. That's why he was wrapped up in the FBI. That's why she was arrested by the FBI. She, I mean, she's a, she's a gold star. Okay, mother. back to my question, Joe. If you, want, if you were the, the Republican... Joe. Republican or Democrat, Joe. They, don't want to know, they don't want people to know how they cheat. So Republicans don't want to get to the bottom of it. Is that what you're saying? No, Republicans definitely want to get to the bottom of it. Well, you just said whether it's Republicans or Democrats, they don't want to get to the bottom of how you how they cheat. The ones in Congress? No, they don't. The, ones, the Republicans the, in Congress the, aren't the, interested. Our is country that, is, under, is under I'm just trying to understand your what you're thinking is I think, here. I think so you're saying the Republicans don't... Move on. I think the Republicans are trying to move on. Everything's been exposed to the normal everyday person, mm-hmm. right? They they know something's not up, right? They know this guy Biden didn't get 81 million votes. I mean, he's got the worst polls in, in history. Carter's smiling. But if you were Joe, if you were Donald Trump, who was president of the United States from the election for another couple of months, right? And instead of supporting uh, people who were protesting on January 6th, say, and tying himself up in all of that stuff, why wouldn't he have been fighting to get the truth out on how the election was stolen? He, he was in Georgia. I know that. Uh, I can't remember the, the name of the person who uh, 
You know, I'm, I'm thinking about what you're proposing on Mike Lindell. That he, the proof is there. Let's right. let's buy an hour of primetime TV mean, and make a national TV show, and that way the national he, media can't avoid it. I mean, he's always on Steve Bannon's war room. He Lindell made his own TV network. It's called the Mike Lindell TV Network. Yes, you know, which he, he which made, assures that he never breaks through with any of this, and that he's only talking to the people who already believe in Mike Lindell. So I'm not saying you're wrong on anything you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying what pops into my head. If I were president of the United States and I thought I couldn't trust the electoral system, even though I just run, won the election, you remember Donald Trump before that, that first election he won, he was saying he wouldn't necessarily trust the results because he didn't trust the system. But then he spent no time for four years fixing the system and, and advocating for the need for it to be fixed. And then he lost the election, and he said he lost because it was stolen. Well, you're the president of the United States. Go on prime TV, time TV and make a speech. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying when I look at the behavior, I don't see behavior consistent with what makes sense to me. So I have questions. Thank you, Joe, for the call. 860-522-9842. Red Janky is here. Hello, Red. Hey, Todd. You are from... You have a, a, a uh, what do you call that website of yours? Uh, the dash red dash line. No, I was going to say a word that you don't like associated with it. What do you call it? The nature of your site. The nature? Yes. What's the nature of your site? Uh, it is it is common sense analysis <laughs> of politics and uh, policy. All right, good. That's what I was looking. I was looking for one word that would say all that, but it doesn't have to be one word. So Red Janky's domain is the dash red dash line dot com. So if anything strikes your fancy about what we're going to talk about now, you can go there and find out. So Red, what's on your mind today? You sent me some stuff. I read it, but uh, it's not top of mind right now. So bring us into it. Well, if um, if you suspected you're running for re-election uh, as governor of Connecticut, and you suspect people may be on to the reality that um, the fiscal position of the state has been improved by massive billions of dollars of federal aid, mm -hmm. which, of course, is going to run out in a matter of months, and humongous just ginormous tax revenue from high uh, income and wealthy citizens derived from stock market gains, and the stock market is down 20% or more. What would you want the media, your friends in the media, to do? Well, I would, I would plot a conspiracy to make sure none of the truth could get out, and, and it's not so much what I would want the media to do, but I would want the... I would want to buffalo everybody, and I would want to make sure true numbers don't get out and that the average person had no idea that the rug was being pulled out from under the economy, and I would want old numbers to be the only numbers people saw from a few months ago before things started going wicked bad in terms of revenues to the state. Bingo. And um, served up on a platter is an article written uh, about 10 days ago that ran in newspapers around the state doing exactly that, taking a budget forecast. Now, remember, the budget forecast is forecast by Democrats, 
They control the legislature and obviously the governor's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was back in May when we adopted a budget, and they projected a $2 billion-plus surplus. So that predates uh, most of the plunge in the stock market. Um, So just to make sure everybody gets this, there was a booming economy during COVID because of the, shockingly, the stock market rocked during COVID because so much money, inflationary money from the federal government had been pumped into the economy. And because all those evil rich people in in Fairfield County make so much money off the stock market, tax revenues to the state skyrocketed at the same time that the the trillions of dollars was being spent from Washington. And, and I mean, and, in the Connecticut. So and it was Connecticut a, got its six billion dollars worth. Two two huge tidal waves of of tax revenue. Right. Um, and federal assistance. And what you're saying is that money is running out. We are we are right now. If you're the governor's team, you view this as a race to to figure out how to buffalo the people of the state into thinking that things are going well in the state right now, which they aren't. Tragedy is already here, but it's covered up by a thin veneer of, some, uh, you know, sweet stuff. And if, and if you're in Stefanowski's camp. You're trying to figure out how the truth, how to get the truth out and for people to believe it to, to get voters in the state of mind they will be in about Ned Lamont and, and the economy in, say, three months. Exactly. So you have your friends in the media put out a column that um, trumpets that early projections are that the state is on track for another two billion dollar surplus. Well, even early, even though you're saying that's fake news because it's based on old numbers from the it's, spring, it, it's 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 one of these very very um, sleight of hand type um, articles. What's the sleight of hand? What's early is is the early projection. You read that headline and you think, "Wow, here we are. We're we're fighting. Uh, we're sustaining our upward trend." Here we are in October, September, October, and we thought this money was going to run out, but we're still running up a $2 billion budget surplus. Yes, well, and, early, and that was a fake headline that was was merging the numbers together in a yeah, funky way. Yeah. So early, in fact, goes back to May. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's factually correct. You can interpret early as being factually May. It is meant in this article to convey a current marvelous development. So they're merging the but money they from the spring when things were booming. Oh, it was in May. But What's they that? want you to believe it's September. Yeah, they're merging those two things together. So yeah. there was no spring and summer. It just it it just mer- May merged with October and and happy days are here still. Yeah, in, and, in, and in case you're worried, in case you think the stock market plunge is going to hurt the state, and in case you think all the federal money is running out, um, lo and behold, even now, we still project a $2 billion budget surplus. Everything's fine in the land of Camelot. Where was this story that you're objecting to? It ran in newspapers around the state, all the Hearst papers. It ran in the Connecticut Mirror. 
um, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So this had pretty wide uh, presentation, and the idea is it's deceptive because it, it helps keep voters in the dark, which is all politicians really need is if you can keep voters in the dark about one thing or another. Is the crime rate up or is the crime rate down? And is the economy tanking or is the economy booming? These are things that that politicians use numbers to make sure you don't see clearly. There's no better way to lie than with a fact. And they have all kinds of facts that they turn into deceptions to make sure we get tricked. And that's what they're up to right now, right? Uh, it, it, it price, precisely. And, you know, the, the, the prior headline, um, if you're going to concoct a real headline, um, the real fact here is even even the the improvement, however temporary, and that's what we're talking about. This is all temporary. Even the improvement is something that Ned Lamont had nothing well, that's, to do with. Okay, he but that's a different story. Federal assistant, it came showering down upon him. Sure, but let's focus on the other part of the story here, which is that the what you're describing is a an insidious partnership between the me- media and the Lamont administration. And the media's job in this construct of state government and state politics and state finances is supposed to be to provide voters the information they need to be able to be effective and good citizens and competent. The media should be skeptical and objective, and this was... A puff piece. Yeah, so let me ask the question. What What is it, Red Janky, that motivates the media, whose job it is to make us good citizens by giving the information we need to do so, what motivates the media to do the opposite, to trick us, along, to help the politicians deceive us so the politicians can maintain power? Well, there's no mystery that uh, poll, the polls that are done, uh, 90% of the media is are, are Democrats. Um, and uh, the other thing is access. If you write friendly stories for any administration, whether it be Washington or Hartford, uh, you're invited in to get the news first before anyone else. And as a reporter, that is strong currency for keeping your job. Especially now with the shrinkage of, of jobs in the media. Right, right. So this is a case where um, um, good news is handed out first, or interesting news of whatever kind is handed out first to reporters who are friendly to the administration. Yep. And of course, in at critical junctures in the life of the administration, the administration expects those reporters to return the favor and write friendly articles. Well, they're not even favors. They're just a working model. Like if you want if you want to be able to do your job and be a an impressive performer in newspapers in the state, you have to make sure the administration's deceptions are conveyed effectively to meet the administration's goals. And and that's what we deal with now where you have politicians who lie and media that helps them project those lies out into the marketplace. It's an awful thing. You know, what, what it should be, of course, is the public is, we, none of us fell off a turnip truck yesterday. Um, 
Are you talking about voters? Uh, I think there's a lot of people who've fallen off the Turner trucks, the the turnip trucks. Actually, Red Janky, we're out of time. Got to hold you right there. Visit Red's beautiful website where he conveys this kind of information, the-red-line.com, the-red-line.com. Red, thank you so much. We're off to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher watching the commute for us. And if he's in a good mood, he'll tell us all about it right now. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 